Hi, you're listening to my mom, Cat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, this is Cat Lee, and you are listening to episode number 18 of the Inspired to Action podcast. And today is a very special episode for me. I have the honor and opportunity to share with you an old friend and a good friend of mine. Her name is Amanda Carroll. If you listen to K-Love at any point in time, you might be familiar with her. She's the afternoon DJ on K-Love, and we go way back. We'll talk about how far back uh, during our interview, and she's going to share her story, and I guarantee that by the end of this podcast, you're going to look at your life and your situation and your marriage and your family differently. The the wisdom that she has to share through her story, through her experience, and um, it is just really, really rich. And it's going to challenge you and it's going to change you. And this is probably one of the most powerful episodes that that I feel like I've, I've ever shared with you guys. So I'm super excited to bring this to you today. And I hope that you'll really listen, really focus and, and come at this with an open heart and an open mind and let God really use her wisdom and her words and her story to challenge and change you. And I, like I said, I'm just so excited about this. And I've watched Amanda's journey and her story and just the perspective that she's come at it with and the wisdom that she's come out of it with is just so inspiring. And you're going to hear all about that. We're going to talk about everything in the interview. But first, I have a couple of announcements for you. The first one is that I'm doing a motherhood boot camp. Another amazing person in my life is Sally Clarkson. You might be familiar with some of her books. She's written Mission of Motherhood and Ministry of Motherhood and tons of great books. And she's recently come out with a new ebook called The Ten Gifts of Wisdom. And basically, this ebook came out of uh, a basically just her and her kids sitting around her, her children are grown now, sitting around talking about some of the most important things that Sally and her husband Clay sewed into their children's lives. And it's just a great, powerful, short little ebook. And as I was reading through it, I thought I would love to go through this with other people to discuss it, to talk about resources, way to implement these different ideas. So I decided to do a boot camp. So if you head over to inspiredtoaction.com, you're going to see a sign up um, in the post before this one. You're going to see a sign up to join the boot camp. And basically, we're going to be reading through this book together. It's short. It's only 97 pages. You probably read 97 pages of Facebook updates over the course of a week. And we're going to go through it actually over the course of two weeks. And we'll discuss one little chapter every day, over every weekday for the course of two weeks. And I I really believe that if we take the time and focus and learn and apply, that it can have a huge impact on our lives. I was actually teaching my son to catch the football the other day. I love sports and I love throwing the football. And so I was teaching him how to catch it. And for a while, he was a little nervous about it. And so he didn't catch it. He looked like he was afraid because we were using a a full-size football. So it was really big for a six-year-old boy. And I wasn't necessarily throwing softly. And so when I would throw it at him, he would seem a little bit afraid of it. And so he just wasn't catching it. And so finally, I decided, I said to him, okay, buddy, here's the deal. Right now, in this moment, this football, catching it is the most important thing that you can do. Nothing else matters. And then I threw it to him and he caught it. And I threw it again and he caught it again and I threw it again and I caught it again. And every time he'd get distracted or seem a little bit fearful, I'd say, hey buddy, remember right now in this moment, catching this football is all that matters. And when I did that and it helped him focus, he would catch it. And, and I think that can translate into our lives as moms. 
a lot of times we can just try at things and not do a very good job of it. Uh, we could try to be a good mom a little bit half-heartedly, maybe a little bit fearful. But when we dive in and focus and say, okay, for right now, for these next 10 days or these next two weeks, learning about these 10 gifts and how I can give them to my children is the most important thing that I can do. And really focusing our energy and our thoughts and all of that on learning and implementing these ideas can have a huge impact. It's all about focus. So uh, that's what my challenge is to you, to head over to join the boot camp. And it's nothing fancy. We're reading through the book together and discussing it together. But I think that if we encourage one another and challenge one another, it can have a big impact on us as moms and, and on our children. So I challenge you to go over there, inspiredtoaction.com, and sign up for that boot camp. I also want to give a shout out to you guys. I love seeing y'all on Instagram and I love seeing your your comments on where you're listening. So if you're on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or wherever, uh, I'd love to see where you're listening to this and what you're doing and maybe what you're learning from each episode. I, I like to share that with uh, the different guests as well. So if you're listening to this episode, uh, take a picture of what you're doing and post that on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Um, but if it's on Instagram, uh, tag me. I am inspired to action and I'm inspired with the number two on Twitter. And I don't know how to tag on Facebook. You, if you know how to do that, you're welcome to do that. But, um, but I want to give a shout out to a few people who did that last time or have done that recently. Lauren W. Lutz, my friend Casey Bess and Julie Cooper JBC. I thanks for sharing those. It's so fun to see what you guys are doing and and to join in on that. So if you get a chance to do that, go ahead and do that. If you want to leave a comment or a review on iTunes, I'd love that as well. And without any further ado, really, let's jump into today's segment with Amanda Carroll. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her heart. And uh, here we go. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Hey, Karen, I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing great. I have to say, um, so this is there's a couple of firsts on this episode of the podcast. Ooh. One, I've never podcasted before with somebody that I've known as long as you have, uh, as long <laughs> uh, known as long as you. And second, it's a little bit intimidating to podcast with a professional DJ. Because you're like, and, and for those of you listening, you can't see her right now, but she's all dressed up in TV gear because she's about to record um, something for Caleb. So I'm sitting yeah. here in my closet with my headphones on and my sweatpants. Well, <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I would rather be in my sweatpants <laughs> right now. And I, I usually do just arrive in my jeans and my t-shirt to do my show on Caleb. I just... Happened to, it's cool when you um, have the opportunity to work for Caleb. You get some cool opportunities in addition to that. And so I, I'm recording today a PSA for Colorado of reading a book to encourage kids in reading. Wow. So, and that's going to be on TV in Colorado and the Denver area, which is a big market for Caleb. So um, I have to pretend like I'm a TV person instead of just a radio DJ and mom <laughs> to three kids today. But well, it's, you shouldn't be intimidating because we've known each other for so long. It's I know. just like talking to an old friend over coffee. I know. And well, when we first met, I was the older, experienced employee. So yes. if you, for those of you listening, we met at KSBJ Radio in Houston a good, wow, uh, 
13 years ago. I don't even oh, know. I have to count it. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> it was before kids. Yeah, before kids. It was a long time ago. And uh, Amanda was an intern. You were an intern for Brant, right? Was I? Yeah. And, and I work with Brant Hansen now. It's so crazy. Oh. Because Caleb and Air One are owned by the same organization, so his desk is near mine again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I was a part-time employee for him. I wanted to get into radio, and so I basically said, I'll do whatever you want whenever you call me. And um, so I was his fill-in and his news girl. That is so fun. And um, Liz Jordan was there about that time, too, wasn't she? Yes, yes, who's also now part of our organization with Air One. <laughs> okay, that's it's just a small, happy little world. Does Brant still make a burnt toast every day? He does. There's a toaster in the kitchen, and um, <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. The smell of toast <laughs> always reminds me of Brant. And again, for for everybody listening, there is nothing like working at a radio station with all these actual, you know, they're called radio personalities, but they really just have tons of personality. I, I wasn't a DJ, just um, so don't expect my DJ voice to pop out. But um, I worked in the concert department and awesome job. I just got paid to attend concerts and work their ticketing and, and all that stuff. You sort developed of stuff. your own ticketing company. You got to give yourself some credit. <laughs> well, I have to give Tim that credit because some, for some reason he decided that this little punk kid should start this company, but it was, it was, it was super fun, super amazing. And, but just going to staff meetings, I remember was, I loved <laughs> staff meetings. It was like the highlight of my week because everybody wanted to crack a bigger joke. <laughs> than everybody else. Yeah, the only problem with that is then the meetings are really long. That's true. We're all trying to one up each other and have the last out and the best joke, and they they're never ending. <laughs> That's very very true. But it certainly was entertaining. It was never ever boring. I loved it. Loved it. Mm. Well, um, so for those of you who for for those listening that might not know you, Amanda, I want. Okay you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'm a mom of three kids. There's seven, five, and three. And um, I'm a single parent to three kids. And um, also I have a national radio show on K-Love from um, two, let's see, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central. I'm always doing the time zone conversions. <laughs> but um, three years ago, my perfect so-called life as I know it fell apart. And I was um, thought I had everything together. I was living in Washington, D.C. doing a morning radio show. I just had my third child, um, Zoe. And my husband came home from a business trip and said, I'm leaving you. And I was shocked. My youngest was eight weeks old. And um, so at the time, I had a four-year-old, a 20-month-old, and an eight-week-old. Mm-hmm. And just a part-time job. Uh, doing morning radio show in Washington, D.C. and Because I did the show out of my laundry room. It was awesome. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. But the problem was that I um, had a... Anyway, it was, it was quite the disaster. So I ended up uh, just trying to pick myself up and find a way to support my kids on my own. So I... Uh, got the best job that I could. It was amazing. It was one of those steps of faith. And um, when it looked like things were unrepairable, um, because my husband had had a relationship outside of our marriage, and um, I decided to book a moving van. I literally called pods and I said, I'm moving. And they said, where to? And I said, I don't know yet, but I'll call you back. (laughs) 
So I'm not sure they get calls like that very often. I just knew I had I had to do something. And um, so I was looking for jobs and calling everybody I knew. And I got the job from Caleb and come to California. And I called Pods back and I gave them a California zip code. And it's crazy. And um, two years later, we're adjusting and kind of figuring it out. <laughs> now, are you originally from California or did your dad move there or did, does he just live there? Because you live near your dad, right? No, he just comes to visit for okay. long periods of time. Okay. Cause I family, see, I'm from the Midwest. Okay. I see all, I mean, he comes a lot because I see lots he of pictures. He just retired. Okay. He just retired. So he comes and, and I just moved to a new house. I just bought my own house. With and, a swimming um, pool. Yes. California. Very So fun. we um, we decided to, he decided to come out and, you know, hang stuff up on walls and fix things and that kind of stuff. So. Oh, that's so great. So take me back. Um, your perfect world just shattered and you pretty much have a choice to go one of two directions, to let it just crush you or to keep going. What... What was that? Was that a, just an immediate decision? Was that a process? How did you, how did you process through that? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'd like to say it was immediate, but I don't think it was. I, you know, there was a. It was hard for several weeks. I was just basically crying a lot and um, trying to figure out my options. What I think the best thing I ran to therapy. And I ran to a therapist. I'd never really done that before. but And I was thinking that it would save my marriage and it would bring him back, but it ended up saving me. Mm. And she had me read this book that was called um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And I highly recommend that book. It's not like a Christian faith-based book. It's actually about the Holocaust and this psychologist who was involved in it. And... To survive through a concentration camp, he was doing basically research on how people survived such difficult situations. And as I was, you know, trying to survive, all of a sudden taking care of this this three-story home in Northern Virginia and saving face in front of all of my friends and managing three kids and hiding the fact that my husband had left to my radio station, to a Christian radio station, and I was so afraid if they knew, you know, like, mm. and I was reading this book, and the key phrase is, is man can bear almost any how if he has a why to live. And it was an understanding of trying to figure out my why, and I, um, my why was because I wanted to create a better life for my kids. And I wanted to be able to be a healthy mom for them. And I wanted to be strong. And I had, a thankfully, a foundation of faith. And my parents brought me up in church, and I, and I had a good relationship with God. But I, I don't think I really fully ever relied on Him until then, mm -hmm. until I didn't have that mate. And he became that mate, and um, I started discovering my why. My why was first my children. I wanted an absolute better life for them, and I wanted mommy healthy for them. And then my other why was um, other women, and I felt the call to say, okay, if I can figure out how to get through this, I want to help other women figure out how to get through it too. 
So what was your first step that, you know, whether it was just a small thing or whether it was calling pods, what was the first step forward? The first step was um, running to therapy. Mm -hmm. And then then, um, then telling all my friends, being real about what was really going on. I think we get really good at acting perfect. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And pretending like everything is perfect and our children are getting great grades and they're (laughs) so well behaved and our marriage is perfect. Um, We get really good at pretending to be like that. And then finally I I just said, guys, I need help. And I remember my son was in preschool at the time at a church and there was this friend we'd kind of just been – surface friends, you know, because our kids are in the same school. And I saw her come out of the chapel one morning. And then I said, hey, do you pray before uh, school? Like, do you go in there and pray? She goes, yeah. And I was like, can I join you? I really could use that. And she was the first one I confided in that he had left. And, you know, I had this newborn baby and I was humiliated. And um, we started praying in that chapel every single morning and we started hatching a plan for how to, you know, try to make it work. And when that didn't work, we hatched a plan for how to make my family work. And she always said, you know, she was the picture perfect family is attainable. It's just the contents of everyone's picture is different. Mm. She goes, yeah, your contents of your family photo on your wall does not have a man in it. But that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that right now. How providential that she was walking out and you saw her and you went up to her. Yeah, it was God. And then she started, thankfully, she was one of those friends. You know, if you're ever in a situation like this, it's good to tell one friend and then to have her tell everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like have to, you know, call a bunch of people and give them the news, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like she just picked select friends, handled it and said, here's what's going on. She needs our support. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like you got that support from people or did you get flack like from your radio station or from friends or family? You know what? I got no flack at all mm-hmm. and I was so afraid that I would. And I think that's the killer of secrets. We keep these secrets about the pain and the troubles that we're going for because going through because we're afraid of what people are going to say or think about us and the reality is it's just that's not their reaction. I, my friends were amazing. They watched my kids. They counseled me. They had us over for dinners on Friday nights because I was so lonely and um, lifted me up and listened. And then it, it was just amazing when I finally told my boss of what, what was going on because, you know, I was afraid they would Amy Grant me. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember what happened to Amy Grant. Totally. Uh, when she um, went through her divorce, they stopped playing her on the radio. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, they're going to do this to me, and I'm going to lose my job, and then I don't know how I'm going to, you know, feed my family. And um, they were just amazing, and they wrapped their arms around me, and I, they just said, what can we do? I think that was the most common comment I got um, was, well, what can I do for help? So, and they actually helped find me a job that I could earn a full-time salary at. How awesome is that? <laughs> wow, your job helped you find a job. Yeah. Oh, that's Because they knew that I needed that. Yeah. yeah. So I've had friends who have gone through 
similar situations. Obviously, each one is unique. What, what can, and I'm sure everybody listening probably has had a friend go through it. What, what can we do? What, it, what is something that we should do and something that we should not do? For like a single mom or yeah. someone going through a divorce? Like someone going through a divorce. Um, yeah, let's just talk about that right now. Somebody that going through first? a divorce. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think the number one thing, and I, I actually, I'm not sure if I did this right, but um, I learned this from Plum, the recording artist. Mm-hmm. Her real name is Tiffany, but she went through a separation in her marriage, and they are since reconciled. And I think is surround yourself if you really, truly want reconciliation. If you feel like the reconciliation is possible, number one is to surround yourself with couples that will support that. Not the one that's really mad at him or really mad at her and is picking sides, which is real easy to do, mm-hmm. especially if there was an, ev- an event like happened in, in my situation, you know? Yeah. Is to surround yourself with couples that will support you staying together. Um, I think that's the first thing. And if that's not possible and you know that's not where it's going, you know, is um, so if you can, you can be that person to surround that, that couple. So if you are going through the divorce to, you know, to make sure, just be careful of who you let in and only let in the people that will encourage you. And um, once it gets to the point, if reconciliation is not possible, I say, um, you know, the best way to support a family like that is um, to be there, mm-hmm. to have them not be alone. Because you're, you don't always make great decisions when you're alone at night. Yes. And um, and if they have kids, watch the kids. Watch the kids. Watch the kids. Watch the kids. <laughs> yeah. Watch the kids for free. And you know, just say, hey, you want to go out for a run? I can watch the kids. I don't know about you, but that's how I get out my stress. Um, help them with the kids. So yeah, one way that you have really. Um were you, did you always run? Cause, cause, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and when did you get into CrossFit stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. When I came to California. Okay. And okay. I always wanted to try it. And, um, you know, I just got stronger cause I was really overweight after I had my third child. I had three kids in four and a half years and I was, I was okay, but I, I weighed like over 200 pounds after I had my third child, you know, like nine month pregnant. And, um, I just started getting in shape and getting stronger and stronger. And then finally got the guts to try CrossFit. And it really makes me feel even stronger. You look strong. The pictures that you post on, on Facebook, man, I can deadlift 255 pounds now. (laughs) You can lift your old self. Yes. That's, um, wow. Yeah, I can. Isn't that crazy? So as a single mom, you, it's not something that you, people prepare for. What, how, what has been like the biggest struggle that you didn't expect and how are you facing it, overcoming it, fighting it? Um, time and parenting. Because it's one thing um, to handle sibling rivalry when you have a backup there. It's another to handle it when you're really tired because you've been working all day Mm -hmm. and you also have to cook dinner and you also have to do laundry and you also have to pay the bills and you also have to get the kids to soccer practice on time and you don't have the time to deal with it in the way that you should deal with it and you end up, you know, 
just surviving through the tantrums and and uh I found that I have to really work very hard to give my children the attention that they need and deserve because I'm I'm torn in many 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 different directions and everything needs to be a priority you know this yeah. <laughs> can't not pay the bills I can't you know not go to work I can't um well maybe every once in a while we can miss a soccer practice (laughs) but you know it's just the demands of time and being able to just get caught up on stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, well I'm sure that's one way that running and crossfit have probably helped you because I'm sure it's changed your energy level and key for me that's everybody asks, why do you run so much? Sometimes around Caleb here, um, it's like the perfect size track, the parking lot. And so after my show, I'm really, I'll do sprints. And <laughs> so they're like, what are you doing? And why do you do that? I was like, well, it's either this or be a really mean mom by the time I get home. Hmm. So, Yeah. Or ther- I mean, therapy is wonderful too, but this is like part of it is to just to be able to do that. And um, it gives, it does, it gives me energy and like CrossFit. If I can get through a workout the other day I did, we had to do a hundred sit-ups, a hundred push-ups, a hundred pull-ups and a hundred squats. And I thought I was going to die. But then after that, I think, ah, oh, if I can do that, I can do anything. I can handle my seven-year-old beating up on her five-year-old brother. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle that if I can do all that. (laughs) You learn how to push past what you think you can do. You never know how strong you are until you have to be. Yeah. It's the truth. It's like I really did not think that I could do this. And I was willing to settle for very poor treatment because I didn't think I deserved any more. And I didn't think I was strong enough to be able to do it on my own. And instead, I was going to settle for biblically reasons for separation you know I was I was going to allow myself to be treated that way because I didn't know if I could stand on my own two feet and I just kept taking one step forward after one step forward and realized hey I actually can't do this because I'm not really alone you know Mm -hmm. Jesus promises that he's there and you know, I'm really learning about dealing with fear through all of this because I'm a very, I, I have a lot of things that I'm afraid of. And, you know, courage is not just a wishy-washy thing or an option for people that are naturally strong. That courage is a command from God. It says in Joshua 1, 9, Have I not commanded you, declares the Lord, to be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. And I felt like God has commanded me to be strong for these kids and to be courageous and to encourage other women to do the same thing, to, you know, maybe not accept abuse or adultery anymore and to understand that they are worthy, that they are strong. And guess what? God wants more for you. Wow. Wow. I, You know, I feel like I've really seen, it's been I remember, you know, when you 
let some of you know not your in-person friends know and you sent oh, out that public when yeah. I went Facebook public when you went Facebook <laughs> That's public <a> bit too <laughs> and um and watching your journey since then and I just have been so so proud of you and so um it's just been such an example of God's hand just the fact that you know you you're at this point when you could be at the very lowest, probably are at the very lowest. And then it's like just the, it's like a, a catapult. You get down to your lowest, but then God just shoots you up and he takes you to this dream job in this dream place. And um, you just get stronger and fitter and, and just your heart and perspective. It just in the little Facebook updates and the things that you say, I can just see through that and see such passion for your kids, such commitment to them. And I'm like, you went camping or you went hiking with your kids all by yourself and things that I just never think that I have the strength to do. And you just are, you know, constantly doing these amazing things with your kids and just not letting it keep you down, but um, letting it catapult you forward. And it's just been incredible and inspiring and challenging to to watch. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. And you know, the only the great stuff goes on Facebook. <laughs> well, it's true of everybody, but you can see through all that. There are, I'm still very lonely, and yeah. I haven't figured out a way to deal with that. Um, so <laughs> that's the next challenge. You yeah. know, you just keep moving. You get through one thing, and you figure out the next. And it's, it's just learning to be okay with being alone. What and you- um you know, you know when it pops up, it's like things like the soccer games or the daddy-daughter dances mm-hmm. or the, um, the, the school events. When it's like day-to-day, you're just, you know, you're with other moms and their kids. But when there's an event and then all the dads are there and you're like the third wheel, and it's like, oh, it still hurts. And yeah. I still emotionally, I haven't completely worked through that. So I don't want to pretend like I have it all perfect. Um I just keep trying, though. <laughs> so what would you say to moms, you know, every uh, or every wife, probably especially in seasons of having small kids, yeah. takes her husband for granted? Oh. What would you say I to just that? just had a conversation like that. Um, it was in the waiting room of ballet. <laughs> Dance moms have such interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah, it was like where all great conversations happen. Absolutely. And um, there was a mom there and she was complaining about the fact that it was her husband's birthday and that he wanted carrot cake and she had to go drive all the way across town to get the specific carrot cake that he wanted. And she's a friend of mine, so I think I can talk to her like this. But I kind of looked at her and I said, hey, I'll watch your kids. It's like, be thankful that he's still there, that he's coming home. And that he wants to celebrate with you. I was like, I would drive an hour out of my way to go get any kind of cake if I had that opportunity. And and she kind of looked at me and she's like, oh, you're right. She's like, thank you. And since then, we've had an even deeper relationship. But I can remember after um, my ex-husband left our home, you know, it takes a long time to go through separation and divorce. And... And I remember calling him one night because I had really missed something that he had always done that used to annoy me. 
because he always throughout our marriage had taken up a glass of water up to bed at night and put it on his bedside table. And, you know, throughout the week I would, I would be doing the dishes and I'd think, where are all our glasses? And I'd realize they're all up there by the side of his bedside table because he would never bring it down. <laughs> and even though he'd take like two sips and I would get so frustrated and I, you know, just a cup of water became a huge deal because I was like, you don't respect me. And it became a regular fight over a cup of water. And then after he was gone, I missed that cup of water on the side of the bed. And I would have given anything to see it there and to gladly take it down for him. You know, or to not make such a big deal out of it. And I realize, you know, there's so many things I think that in marriage that you make such a big deal because you think the other person's not respecting you. And then you end up not respecting them right back because of something like that. And um, man, if I could go back, I wouldn't make a big deal about that cup of water. I wouldn't make a big deal about a lot of other things. And I would just be grateful that he's coming home for dinner. Even if he's a little late, he's home, mm-hmm. you know? And even if he missed that one event, he's at the next one. And um, I think if you change your attitude from expecting them to respect you in a certain way and you respect them back and you become more grateful for the things that they do do, that um, they end up doing more, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I'd like to be, that would be my hope. But I have another friend who was really hard on her husband because he'd always forget to take his shoes off when he entered the door because he's a firefighter and he came home. He'd be gone for like seven days and then he'd come home and she'd say, oh, it just drives me crazy because I just cleaned the floors and he comes in and he doesn't remember the routine and he keeps his shoes on. I'm like, let the man keep his shoes on in the house. Like, what would the big deal be? And she's like, why? Because they're dirty. I'm like, he's home. He's walking through your front door after being gone for seven days. And the first thing you greet him with is that. So let him spend five minutes walking around the house with his shoes. He'll remember. And um, I don't know. It's like the weird role that I've now developed amongst my married girlfriends is to remind them of, those little things and not to make them such a big deal to give them the a good perspective so everybody listening amanda and i were talked on the phone the other day and she shared some of these stories and i was like you know like it was (laughs) it was the virtual slap across the face that i so needed because you know in these seasons of motherhood that probably all of us are in we have those days we have those weeks or those months where we just take for granted and we yeah. need to hear other people's stories. We need to we need to know what other people would be thankful for and can find the things to be thankful for in our own lives. Um, because you know, it's it's really just all about it's all about perspective. And um, we do, yeah. I just I just loved that, and I'm so glad that you shared that because it's something that you know you, you can't just say to anybody who's talking. You know, and you you were friends with the girl in ballet, but it's not something that people just say generally. And so I just so <laughs> wanted everybody to hear that because it it's it's needed. 
basically. Yes. It's it's so needed. So yeah. there are probably moms right now, single moms and uh, married moms who are listening and it's in the middle of nap time. Their husbands have left tons of cups by the bedside table, tracked yeah. shoes around the house. The kids have been going crazy and it's the middle of the nap time and they're listening while they're doing laundry or doing dishes or just laying face down on the floor. Um, you have been so strong and you know I know you'd say, well, not perfect or whatnot, but you are capable of so much more than you probably thought you were before. What would you say to those moms as they face the second half of the day? How can they pivot? How can they change that perspective on on their life and be stronger than they think they are? Ask for help. Um, and to be real, pray to Jesus and ask for help. Ask him to help them be strong and courageous and I say it's like changing the channel on your TV with your remote from focusing on all the stuff that's wrong or that you don't have and instead change it on the things that are right and that you do have and ask God to help those stand out like a beacon of light <laughs> compared to the other things. And if there is the pile of shoes or the pile of glasses, maybe just leave a note there that says, I love you and I appreciate what you do for my family. Leave some little notes around of gratitude and love and start to show acts of love. And then you kind of get excited for the next half of your day and you get excited for him to come home to find that note that you left and um, find something great that he did or something great that your kids did and, and write it down and compliment them and um, honor that and respect that and just be thankful that you are home that you have someone that's willing to provide for you so that you can stay home for those children. What an honor. You are so loved that you have someone that's willing to do that for you. If that's your place, wow. Be so thankful that you've been granted this time. And um, if you know of a friend who hasn't been granted that time, don't judge them. Help them with their kids. Help them team up with somebody and together help each other say don't let me complain anymore okay when i start complaining help me find something to be thankful for well i'll give everybody a second to go grab their kleenexes because i know i probably <laughs> need one because man I'm, i want to say preach or something that is <laughs> preach. preach that preach man just <laughs> just honest, vulnerable, good stuff that we need to hear and don't always want to, want to hear, and, but that's the stuff that's really going to impact us and really change how we look at things and how we live. And I love how you said, you know, it's a choice, the changing the channel thing, because we don't, we choose to change the channel, not because we know what's on the other channel, but because that's just the choice that we made. And we're not always going to feel like writing that note. And we're not always going to feel like, um, you know, doing whatever with our kids. But it's the choice to honor our husbands and respect them, our choice to honor and love our kids. And sometimes we need to let the right choice come first because you probably didn't feel like getting up and moving on. But you made that no, choice. Yeah. But, oh, one more thing. If all the kids are asleep and, and or at school right now and you haven't showered yet today and you're still in your yoga pants, go clean up 
puts the makeup on and look good for that man for when he comes mm-hmm. home. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. I need to go do that. So we're gonna okay. have to <laughs> put some lipstick on. Uh, yeah, actually, we film. we video skyped for a second before we started actually recording, and so Amanda can testify that I am currently <laughs> in yoga pants and ponytail. Which is true, which is the way that I live. But you know what? If you you look like a million bucks by the time he comes home, that's the way he's going to treat you. Like a million bucks. My husband works from home, so I have a little bit of a problem, I guess I... Oh. (laughs) Make him leave and come back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I leave and come back, so I'll just... uh, I'll go spruce up in the other room. Okay. (laughs) Amanda, I just want to say thank you. I I think, honestly, I think this is an episode of the podcast that people are going to listen to on repeat. And if you're listening to this, I encourage you to listen to it on repeat. When you feel starting to feel discontent, put it on your to-do list. Go listen to Amanda Carroll because yeah, just her wisdom and her heart and her truth. Uh, this was good stuff, Amanda. And I just want to thank you so much for taking your time in between television, filming, and radio DJing across the country. It's to- so much more glamorous than it really is. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honored that you picked me and that you called me. I love what you're doing. I I personally have been so encouraged by your blog. And I just, I have your prayer calendars printed out. And I still pray the one for the husband, even though I don't really have one, but maybe someday. So um, I'm very thankful for you. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Well, you guys listening, Amanda is on K-Love every day um, from... 10 to, 10 to 2, 2 Central. Central. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen to her. Go check her out. And are, you're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Are you on Facebook publicly? Yes. Yeah, you are. Caleb Amanda. Okay. Um, and then um, Caleb Amanda on Twitter. And um, I have a personal website, amandacarroll.org, that has some other stuff on it. And um, I'm out there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I do. I do have Twitter too. There's yeah. not much on my Caleb Amanda Twitter, or no, no Instagram. There's not much, but you never know. <laughs> well, I'll I'll include all the links in the show notes so that you can find thank her you. and continue to be encouraged by her. But thank you so much for joining us, Amanda. Um, I hope your television filming goes well. Me too. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Honestly, I really don't know how to close this out, um, Amanda, and I'm. You may have cried, too. I know that I had some tears during the interview. I don't know about you, so maybe now's a good time for you to go get a tissue. But her words were so powerful. And honestly, I I lived the rest of my day differently than I think I would have if I hadn't talked to her. So I hope that's true of you as well. I hope that it truly, truly inspires you to action, to love your kids well, love your husband well, and love Jesus well. That is all that I have for today's episode of the podcast. And I just I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. It is hopefully and prayerfully going to impact you and your children and your family. And I just thank you for being intentional and purposeful. And, you know, if you have any ideas or suggestions or questions uh, for this podcast, just go to inspiredaction.com, click on the contact button and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and feel free to tag me on Instagram, rate it on iTunes, anything that will help more moms to find it and get the encouragement and hopefully the challenge that they need. 
And uh, as always, you can check out all the notes and the links for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars, like Amanda mentioned, at inspiredtoaction.com. Just click on the resources link there. Well, I'm Kat Lee, and I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day with your family today. And remember, you are a mom. You are kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. Later.